Hello and welcome to episode four of Motor Cult Podcast. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Hello there. How's it going this week? Oh, fantastic. Fabulous. Well, I'm glad to have us back in the studio here on a fine, still brisk, cold, snowy Saturday in, in the spring of Minnesota. Yeah, in April. It yeah. is actually, what is it? Today is the 7th. It is January 97th. It is January 97th. It is 29 degrees. There's a ton of snow, and we're going to get more snow tomorrow. Uh, why do I live here? Well, it has its upsides. I, yeah, well, it's actually, beautiful here. It, I was actually talking to some of the guys at Japanese Nostalgia Car, and two of our guys live in San Francisco, and okay. they were talking about how Google employees that get paid six figures a year live in vans parked in the Google campus parking lot. Yeah, I've actually heard that. Yeah, that, I, I actually looked like saw pictures of it it's like it's not like a cool van with a wizard on the side of it i'm talking like the kind of van that looks like it's used as a truck like bomb. a home depot rental van without the decals on the side yeah exactly like a box van truck bomb looking thing so if you had prom master no like a late 90s ford oh econoline, econoline that's, box van just yeah, horrible. absolutely horrible I don't, so I guess that's the, I, that's why I live in Minnesota, because I don't want to live in that. Like, I, I like look, uh, elevation changes and the color green. I, will I don't t- like everything to be brown. Well, I don't mean San that Francisco, to sound racist. It's, it's just no, no, San Francisco is mostly green. It's actually a very pretty city. There's, yeah. there's a reason. But, but there's far too many people walking around with large fluted wine glasses farting into them and smelling their own farts <laughs> out of them. <laughs> That that is that is true. It is like the central hub of. I've seen rich... the South Park Smuggler episode. I yeah. know how this works. No, it's it's the that is the rich liberal douchebaggery equivalent. Well, maybe I would fit in. Yeah, you are a rich liberal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you would fit in perfectly. But like that to rich liberals is like Texas to rich conservative people. Well, as long as they have an appreciation for beer, I think I could handle it. Yeah, I don't think they do. Well, because <laughs> I, I do. If you've ever been to California, you look at their beer selection. That's it's true. absolutely it atrocious. It is pretty dismal. I mean, I see like stone and stuff like that from San Diego, but not a lot from San Francisco area. No, San Francisco has like I think like two breweries. I can't think of any actually. There, there's probably something out there. I'm just I'm probably just completely wrong. We've got a crap load of them up here, and they're yes, all awesome. Yes, so. we do. So actually, I've decided we're gonna start talking about the beer we're drinking because we are always drinking something interesting. Well, we start at noon, so I think that's the legal, or maybe it's not legal, but at least the acceptable time that, where we can that start. That is acceptable. That I mean, it's a Saturday. Right. Noon, noon is noon. reasonable. If it was a yeah. weekday, five o'clock. We're not alcoholics. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> we're not. You guys are all alcoholics for judging us. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you've got a couple of fancy looking at those Fair State. Yeah, colors. so I, uh, I I ran by Fair State last night. Um, Matt, the owner, uh, really nice guy. He stopped by my shop in uh, Northeast Minneapolis, and he mentioned that his brewery was right down the street from me. I've always had Fair State. But sure. Yeah, so I've been I, there anyway, many times. It's a nice tap room. I stopped by there on the way home from work, and uh, I picked up two like oil cans, crawlers. I'm going to uh, call it a crawler. A crawler. I call it an oil can. That's fine. My that's... oil cans actually have oil in them. I don't <laughs> want to mistake that. So Just for the sake of continuity and clarity. So I got two. I've got uh, Mimir's Horde, which is a smoked Norwegian-style farmhouse ale. Um, that's made as a collaboration with Hammerheart Brewing, which is too far away for me to go to it's in like <laughs> just on the edge of the metro area and i which side uh west i, I don't want to drive outside of the 494 694 loop like, yet here you are yeah i know <laughs> i don't want to but i do if need be it's, it's a lovely place to do the podcast i think it's worth it um the other one we have is a doppelbach um okay. called dworkinator it's uh i guess a memory of the university of minnesota professor marty dworkin who 
as everything is written on their menu in past tense, imagined has passed away. Um, oh my! So, which one would you like me to pour? You would you like the? I would like the latter. The latter, the the Doppelbach. Yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty delicious. So, I will crack that open. Sounds good. Uh, I'm waiting for the official crack. Otherwise, it uh, didn't happen. The crack is happening, yep. right? They released the Kraken. Oh. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do remember that one time you came over as a last summer with a, a regular growler of beer and it just somehow ended up open and in my mouth. Well, I gave that to you because I always come to your house and drink all your beer and never give me right. any money. So like just once in a while I'll come But by unfortunately it, but... buying me beer to replace it like that means I probably won't remember it quite as well because I'm yeah, drinking but... an entire growler of See, beer. See but now you remember that I gave you exactly. a growler of no, beer. Exactly. No, I have photos of it so I remember that it happened. But that does look good. I'm actually gonna finish my uh, there you go. I rural it a Wisconsin cool K U with an umlaut U L light. Oh, that sounds... I like it. It's a good drinkable, non-offensive beer. So I'm gonna finish that since that's what's in my very sophisticated koozie, and then Wisconsin... we'll switch over to this beer. Wisconsin is like the capital of cheap beer that's like on the edge of drinkable. Yeah. Well. I know you like cool a lot less than I do, but I like having something around the house that kind of discourages me from loving it. No, I, I, I know that. I, I less, meant so. that in the sure. kindest and most derogatory way I possibly could. Excellent. Well, that's that fits that's with the Wisconsin. Most backhanded way of complimenting Wisconsin. That's fair. But anyway, I suppose we should keep the beer. Yes. Well, we, we'll, we'll come back to it once we've had a, a nice sample in our mouths. But yeah, drop down a little we'll bit. let that drop down. But uh, Ryan, uh, our cars and coffee season actually just started amazingly. For on you, this not 15. for me. Well, I went. <laughs> I take it you didn't go. No, of course not. It's like five degrees outside. It's horrible. Yeah, but well, it, dress, it was... dress like it's January 97th, and then you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been over January since November. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, that started, but yeah, you didn't well, go. What, what was it like? I imagine it was, it was a bunch 15 of... degrees, but and everybody has pneumonia. Uh, well, now they do. Yeah, yeah, now they do. See, that's why I didn't go. Lots I'm of people over sitting in their cars, pinning their engines off the rev limiters every now and again. <sighs> you can imagine the types of cars that were doing that most often. I'm imagining E36, not M3s. No, like actually, 318 very few I'm of those. Imagining an abundance of. Mazda Speed 3s in poor condition. They were all domestic, actually, this time. Lots of Mustangs. W bodies. No. What? Everything oh, I guess they, they, wouldn't, they, they wouldn't allow them in, I imagine. Well, it so, was a bunch of Mustangs. Pretty in. easy to get in this month. <laughs> I'll say that the attendance was actually really good. I didn't think it would. I, I, I was imagining 50 cars with a 15 degree weather. And like, this is an open parking lot. I mean, it's windswept. It's, it's not really the venue like where we are, which is where Cars and Coffee used to be in Minnesota. I mean, this has hills and trees with which to block wind. Yeah, that no, that's a barren so. desert. That's exactly. why I, I'm, I'm kind of like hit and miss with it. It's like, it's it's fine and all, but, but anyway, it, it's not as aesthetically pleasing. No, not even close. And I mean, it does so have many, room for a lot more vehicles. There's so many car shows that happen all the time. But it's, they, they revamped the layout now, actually. They used to... I saw that, yeah. Last year when they were doing it at Canterbury, um, they had all the sponsors kind of in a cluster near the entrance to the casino, which is obviously the parking lot where the, the show is held. Um, this time, they actually have the ends of each row of the parking lot. There's kind of a main devise, uh, demising aisle. And okay. they've got the sponsors on, like, the ends of those aisles. So you have a reason to walk all the way down to oh, the end. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think it'll work great when all the sponsors are not sitting in their cars, like, freezing to death next to all their product, like yes. they were this month. But <laughs> I honestly think that was a really good move because it makes it a little more interesting. Oh, pardon me. To walk around. <laughs> I'm it's glad. That, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy <laughs> that the microphone picked that up. 
great. <laughs> See, I've, I've got we both have headphones on. We're listening to it with sealed headphones, but I mean, you don't really notice it anyway. That's a digression. Um, I don't know, but Motorplex, where we are, they're switching to the Cars and Caves shows, like they were doing all last year, and kind of trying to separate themselves from the Cars and Coffee show, which is now down at um, yeah, yeah Canterbury. Canterbury. I was actually, I went to a happy hour for the Motorplex yesterday, and I talked to everyone, which was at least 30 or 35 years older than me, and they... Uh, <laughs> not 30 or 35 years old, but older. Older. So, like, yeah, 70 is... Do the math. Yeah, they're not... Yeah, geriatrics. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, what uh, Cars and Caves is now is basically every month they do one, it's hosted, guest hosted by a charity. Oh, cool. That's mandatory. Right. So the 2018 calendar is all full. It's all different charities. That's really cool. And they just put it in the hands of the charity. So they don't, like, Motorplex itself and their organization, they have volunteers that will help, but they don't collect any of the profits from it. So okay. um, I don't have the list in front of me, but I did talk to the guy who is three units down from me. And he is, uh, aside from having many perfectly immaculately restored Jaguar E-types. Oh, that's that guy. Yes. Yeah. He is a quirky dude, but anyway. I love that guy's collection. Yeah, I'm super excited for Cars and Caves, especially now that they're putting it on the last Saturday of the month instead of the first. So now I don't have to pick between the two shows. Yes, that's really good. Um, so, yeah, I remember when Cars and Coffee left, it was all that hubbub about the city of Chanhassen. I think that was more an effect of just the insane crowd that there were. I think so, but I my favorite part of that entire situation, and I'm, I kind of resent the fact that it's gone from this venue, but my favorite part was after the city of Chanhassen put the kibosh on it with a couple of squeaky wheels across the uh, the pond here, yeah. their Facebook page had to be shut down because it yes, had so I many one-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, permanently destroyed. Yeah. And then uh, somebody made a fake city of Chanhassen Facebook account, and that has <laughs> four reviews with an average of two stars. I had no idea that <laughs> yes. a fake account was made. <laughs> I just looked it up this morning because I'm like, I wonder if that Facebook has recovered yet. Wow. And I looked it up and it's not. Excellent. Good. <laughs> well, they got what they deserved. No, they really did. But yeah, in addition to that, I mean, the the demographic they're going for here is the older clientele. Which I'm perfectly okay with. Yeah, me too. And it's fine how they want to do it. But I mean, I still appreciate the builds that are done by the younger folk too. And we're not going to see as much of that in Cars and Caves. So I think both shows can coexist. Yeah, no, I'm perfectly okay with that. Because so. if I want to look at a bunch of like sport compacts and, you know, like cars like that, which I love, I can go to. I had never I, known that. I know, you. shocking. I know, right? But no, I can go and do that on on the first Monday. But then. On the or first Monday, I was first say Saturday, Saturday, I believe. First is what Saturday, but on, on the be alone. On the yeah, I know, right? The last Saturday. Now I can actually go and look at like more sophisticated cars. <laughs> just picture Ryan in an empty parking lot with tumbleweed, just sitting there with anyway. my Mazda Five, yep. my yellow fog lights on. So JDM, yo. <laughs> I actually, I put those on because they actually do help in the snow. Oh, I know. It's like actually noticeably less glare. My low beams used to be 3,000K in the old E46. It was great. Oh, they're fantastic. Which, actually, this is not on our... That's fine. ...on our little thing here. Don't matter. But um, I really have an issue with car manufacturers putting in, like, super bright LEDs that are, like, white and, like, you know, HID colored. Anything that as has... a fog light. Oh. It's, yeah. Well, those aren't fog lights. No, those are fog... Those Audi are driving Q, Audi Q5 fog light. Is a bunch of LEDs. Fog light, by definition, has to be yellow. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, no. A fog light. The difference between a driving light and a fog light is how the light is dispersed. A fog light goes out si- 
along it's the sides. Diffuse, yeah, it's not focused. And the driving light is focused. I guess maybe I'm not reading DOT rules, but I know at least in Europe, a fog light has to be yellow. Um, yeah, probably in Europe, but not here in America. Maybe that's just France. I, uh, no, France, all headlights had to be yellow. Speaking of France, uh, I am still while. very excited for when we get around to that French car episode. It's going to be quite a few from now, hyped. <laughs> that is going to be one of the most obtuse and just... It's going to be fantastic. Ulcer-piercingly <laughs> awful shows for a lot of people, but I am still really I, I'm hyped it. on it. I'm super hyped. But um, We'll have Jana on for that Yes, one. my girlfriend Jana is a f- French car fanatic. Um, she's actually here in the studio. Yeah, she is. Today. She's she's covering for Corey, who is still recovering. Uh, he is able to do his job, but cannot operate the foot pedals as his feet are still not fully healed. <laughs> they're bloody stumps. Yes, they are bloody stumps. He, uh, he needs a real life Krieger to become partially. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, yeah, that's that's a hell of a degree. But yeah, no, those those. Uh, I just think that those LEDs that are any fog light that is designed to be led so it's fancy looking mm-hmm. i think is just stupid yeah because i had to drive a q5 with led fog lights Sounds in the cold. middle of a snowstorm in the middle of rural minnesota to pick up a part for another car while at work and was it a tsi no it was a uh, frost heater block heater for a uh, tdi beetle. no 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 i mean the q5 oh the q5 no it was a three two oh but anyway. see you also like to live dangerously <laughs> Well, we, we were trying to diagnose a problem oh, that would happen Lord. only after the car is driven for four hours. Hmm. Yeah, it was really annoying trying that, to diagnose that. That is a very strange... Oh, dude, the inspection time on that car was atrocious. But um... I could totally see that. <laughs> but Man, yeah, that no, would so be a heck of a bill. In a, in a snowstorm where it was foggy and no streetlights, those fog lights made everything impossible to see. Yeah. Well, it's like the people that drive around with their high beams on in the middle of a snowstorm. It's just this exact same effect. The exact same effect. It Correct. was absolutely ridiculous. People, on the whole, are very debilitatingly mentally challenged. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, oh, jeez. I don't want to use that as a segue but, <laughs> for this next one, but I'm going to because we need say, to move on. Because we, um, we do have a Patreon topic, don't well, we? Oh, yeah. Every every week we're going to have Patreon topics. I've got a few uh, queued up just from, you know, as they come in. I'll add them to the list here. But for this week, I want to give it a little bit more time because we kind of briefly touched on the one we got last time about uh, kind of an old automotive uh, headline or topic, which we picked uh, anti-lock brakes or airbags for last time. But the question is, stereotypically, the best drivers on the road, what they drive and are the most attentive and law-abiding. And then on the flip side of that, the worst drivers, stereotypically. So I think let's go with what type of vehicle you typically see the best drivers on the road in. I'm not necessarily talking the fastest, but the ones that the ones that pay attention the most. Figure out how lines work and know how turn signals operate and try to get out of the way with good lane etiquette. I'm curious because I had to think about this a little bit. So, well, first off, we should preface this for our international listeners because I imagine there are a oh, few people word. in Canada, even in other parts of this country. It, it does change because, like in Europe, Top Gear always makes fun of Peugeot drivers. Of course. And we, I remember that episode. Yeah. It was fabulous. And I was in stitches. We, we don't have Peugeot here at all. We should. Which absolutely is just a, a complete disaster on part of the American What if they're driving public. a 505 Turbo? Well, no, that's the thing. We a Peugeot those. driver in the United States is usually one of the best drivers. Well, yeah, it's because he's a geologist. 
Yeah, he's a geologist and a car enthusiast. So the guy's very what he's very well learned. Clearly, he's kept <laughs> up his five hundred five turbo, so yeah, things so, are going fine. For and him. if anything breaks on that car, he's absolutely <laughs> fucked. So it's yeah, of course they had the five hundred five, the Bujo in America is going to be he's going to be the best driver. Right. But um, no, I'd probably say the the best normal car drivers I usually see. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and probably say like Subaru Outbacks or something, because it's usually that it's the Rich, kind of not really rich, I should say, but the well-off, you know, middle-class sure. guy. He knows enough about cars that he knows he wants all-wheel drive, mm-hmm. but he wants actual all-wheel drive, not that active all-wheel drive crossover garbage, where it's front-wheel drive and then glorified traction control. But it actually it takes some like knowledge to figure out. Actually, Subaru is a reasonable daily driver. Okay, so that's why I think. A su- the super drivers, but have you observed those people actually like operating vehicles yes. more responsibly and better? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. When, every day when to I'm driving out 394, that, you might be right. I those cars are so invisible to me. I don't really have an opinion <laughs> on it. But they're they're the, they're the least meh are meh the car. worst super drivers. XV Crosstrex. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so those are owned by exclusive by old ladies because yeah. those are people that want an Impreza, but they don't want to like sit down they want to sit up because they want the commanding the commanding co- view the commanding view of the road oh my word bullshit <laughs> so just to hinge on that before i go back to what i think are the best and worst can we talk about how every single wrx and sti in the entire world that you've seen driven is being driven 10 under in the left lane with a vape cloud coming out of it <laughs> never has one of these things ever been redlined i swear I just, you know, I, n- I never thought about that, but that, that is definitely are, every time I come I'm up not, on one I'm on the not road, I'm like, oh, it's a it's a World Rally Blue STI. Like this guy's totally gonna want to play, and then he's just sitting there in his baseball cap with his vape doing ten under. I'm like, dude, are you overheating? Like, what is going on? I, I never thought of that until now, and it just kind of going through instances of seeing WRB Subarus in my head. Yeah, I actually think even you if might, they have like you might have a point. license plate frames and exhausts <laughs> on them, they still don't drive them fast. Well, you know, it, you know how uh, we're talking about fast car slow, slow car fast, and we're talking about how I can I can take my minivan and go 75 in a 30 Absolutely. and be yeah. fine. That like, are is, these people scared of their WRXs? I would be absolutely terrified. Because, yeah, actually, that was my example I gave. When I was driving a brand new STI to Cars and Coffee, Yeah, I was going exactly the speed limit. Because every cop in Bloomington, Minnesota, was behind me looking for me to do something. Because <laughs> I knew I would. And right. you, know what, you know what I did? No, yeah. The, the, the second I didn't see anybody behind me, I totally like, just... <laughs> It's like driving like a yob. Yeah. Yeah, of course I'm going to do that. Being an Asbo Yabo is the best way to drive. But that, that's the thing. is, I, I think uh, really like any flashy car driver, sure. it, like that's by far going to be the biggest pain in the ass to be sure. behind. So do you, okay, so that's kind of the, the John Q, Joe, whatever, boring guy. Do you have like a – okay, so let, let's bump that up. A more, not necessarily exotic, but higher end, like a, a Highline make. How I make? Which the, one do you the think worst is best? one? No, let's oh, go with best? best. We'll do best first. Ooh, that's a good question. All right, you think about that. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Then. What is yours? Porsche. Really? Yeah. Think about it. When was the last time you were stuck in the left lane behind a Cayenne doing five under? Nine eleven. Really? Yeah. No, you're 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 right. I've I've actually because I as much as I hate I Cayennes and McCanns, right. you're right. I would say probably the best. I, I might have to agree with you on the Porsche. Um, Alfa Romeo. 
Well, I I will agree with you, but there is such a small sample size in this country. Well, see, that's the thing that Alfa Romeo's like cheated because th- they've made their car so undesirable to anybody other than enthusiasts because it is wildly unreliable. Yet they it gave is, us automatics only. Yeah, but well, you know, they're not everybody. They're they're Italian. They're drunk, man. They're not gonna make great, good decisions. You don't make good decisions when the you're drunk. Insult to injury on that one it was two years ago at Wheels of Italy, the local big Italian car show, which is great here. Uh, FCA brought a Giulia Quadrifoglio with really tinted windows to the show. It was a six-speed manual. Oh, that's annoying. What did we get? That damn automatic. Yep. So the fact that there was one in Minnesota that I saw, I was shooting away from it when I looked into it. The guy's like, no, no photos. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's a six-speed, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I knew what was after. But I think the, the best regular make that I see as far as uh, lane discipline and stuff like that, man, I'm still going to have to mull that over a little bit. I mean, I don't want to go with a, a more niche manufacturer like Volvo or something like that. But, I mean, most of those drivers I see are – it kind of goes along with the the Peugeot owners in the United States. You know I what? Mean, they're, they're I, don't, I, don't think, I, I think that's a totally reasonable response because Geely, their parent company, is the largest car manufacturer in the world. So they there are actually – there you go. That's a reasonable response. And then I'm going to go with Volvo. Yeah, Volvo. Yeah, like modern Volvo, yeah. not brick Volvo, because yeah. brick Volvos are driven. Well, those are driven by those are driven by like people that work at brew houses and. As, as I say, are driven by hipsters <laughs> and really high, exactly like sixty-five right. year old art teachers. <laughs> exactly. The only two people which that are drive the Volvos. same people yeah, just exactly. working at different times of the day. Yeah, really, yeah exactly. They're the exact same person. <laughs> okay, so let's go to worst. Oh, let's the, start the with worst? a yeah. You can start with a Highline or a regular manufacturer. Any What's General Motors product. Really? Period. That's front wheel drive. Well, I say like W bodies. That kind of hinges on another topic. I would, which I would, I deliberately I would say don't that, bring that but then I think about like front wheel drive Cadillacs. Yeah, I get stuck behind those a lot, and the and shocks are, are always completely blown out. And... It's well, not even those. I'm thinking like any Dyna. You get behind like the soccer mom with her like Cadillac, and she can't understand why there's a line of thirty cars behind her, all giving her the middle finger and yelling expletives and throwing half full cans of coke at her. I want to see this now. This sounds like a great time. <laughs> that, that should be done to every single person at Camp out in the left lane. That should be actually by law. For me, I'm not even going with a make on this one. I'm going to go with a body style. Huh. Pickup trucks. Worst. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think... Because they can't see you. And to complement that, you can't see around them. And these are the people that hover their brake pedal and jam on the brakes for no reason Ugh. that create all of the stop and go. That's a that's a very very good point. And then plus, I mean, if you look at like the the stereotypes of the owners, yeah, yeah. you're right. So yeah, that that might have something to do with it. But I'm, is... I'm still gonna go with uh, the like the front wheel drive, like upper scale cars sure. that aren't like full luxury, so, okay, like Cadillac or Buick or something like that. Even Lexus, I suppose. Yeah. Certain... Oh my God, Lexus is. That's yeah, they count. Come to think 100%. of it, I get stuck behind RXs quite often. Yeah, Lexuses are just as bad. Any front-wheel drive quasi-luxury car right. is going to be the worst thing on earth to be behind. Well, you know, on um, the Adam Carolla podcast, he does the uh, stoplight challenge, where he says you're stuck behind two cars at a stoplight. Which one do you get behind when you stop? I play this game at every <laughs> stoplight. Yeah, everybody does. And it's <laughs> always a lose-lose until there's an open spot next to one of the cars at a red light. You know you what you you my choice is? What? I get behind the most clapped-out car with a multicolored front end because that person clearly has no regard for human life. What you need to do is just buy a BMW, <laughs> and then you can use the turn lane to go straight, and then boom, perfect. problem solved. 
That's Nobody a, leaving. Oh my god! People do <laughs> not that. All that I do. Time. I do not do that for the record. People do that all the I time. I traffic home laws. from work. It's just the worst. For let's see, did I do regular cars? I did. So Highline, the ones I get stuck behind the most. Oh, hmm. Highline. Any anything that's a crossover done. Yeah, but any I, Highline I really crossover. want to direct it toward a make, even though I shouldn't, because I think you're right. Volkswagen Audi Group and their subsidiaries. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Because that kind of knocks out all of the garbage versions of. Tiguans and Touregs. How get. different of folks we are, we do agree on a couple of things, and we can agree on that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. VAG crossovers, <laughs> the people that drive them, they're just, that's going to be a no thank you from me. Well, because they're just, they have no clue what's going on in life. Well, they crossovers know, are not for enthusiasts. Well, they're not for enthusiasts, and then those two cars are the two most notoriously unreliable cars if we do two seconds of research. That's so the people true. that don't think about like the future or their surroundings or anything. Of course not. They're in their own little bubble. They're, They're probably like listening to self-help podcasts on their <laughs> iPod or whatever iPhone headbuds, whatever they call them. No, I was thinking, I was thinking like conservative talk radio, but yeah. Oh, not Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> oh man, I still I, conservative okay. talk radio. I have to or tangent jazz. on that one. I okay. I work. It doesn't matter where I work. Anyway, my boss is a wealthyish guy, and he's got a couple of cars that I maintain just in my free time. So one of them. You just purchased 06 F430 Spider. It's got this JVC touchscreen aftermarket radio in it with a completely unfathomable UI on it. <laughs> and every time I get in the X5M, which is his daily driver, it's always tuned to Rush Limbaugh or something like that, which I just can't stand, so I usually just turn it off. But anyway, in the F430, it wasn't set on any local radio stations because it came from the East Coast. Did you so I took the liberty... Of changing Pride. them all to 96.7 Pride yes. FM, <laughs> which is our electro dance, like LGBT station, which has a really great playlist. It's a, actually, it's really funny. I was uh, talking to a buddy of mine. And then I turned up the volume and shut the car off. <laughs> I was talking to a buddy of mine. He had no, he'd been listening to Pride for like six months and no idea it was LGBT. Their commercials make it pretty obvious. I'm like, yeah, all the LGBT commercials for like all the gay clubs in town and then the afternoon drive home dj named houston who talks with a lisp yeah like this Mm -hmm. what did not give that away he was like completely shocked and the dude it's one of the guys i know from like when i used to go out street racing so he's kind of hood and like sure not the most progressive guy like he's not like outwardly like but he appreciates electro music yeah he likes electro music but i mean he's very much a product of his environment coming from like a, a neighborhood like that yeah i call it a hood yeah, coming from the hood. Because I'm extremely where, Caucasian, and that's yeah, the word I choose to You use. have, like, larger issues, like, surviving than, you know, human rights. But, um, okay. But, like, so, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's, like, he never, like, had, like, the thought of, like, LGBT rights or anything. Sure. So, like, he was, like, completely shocked when he found out that there was a uh, Pride radio station. <laughs> well, I don't even remember how I stumbled upon that station. And it's gotten less good since it's been... On oh, air. no, it's a great. I, I think it's, but still, it's still really good. Uh, the only real issue I have is their broadcast power is so weak that I can't get it a lot of places where I am. It's like out here in Chanhassen, uh uh-uh. uh, especially in a steel building. I can't, out I can still get water, it. I can't really get it. I can get it if I'm within the 494 loop. The, yeah, that's about right. So I should, and that's we, how we they should, advertise it too. We should actually describe this to our listeners because we have people at don't live in Minneapolis. That understands the 44 loop is like it's just a belt road. It's the belt that goes all the way around the metro area in Minnesota. 127 miles. Yes, 127 miles. Um, if you want some sort of reference, it'd be the equivalent to like a, the Wangan in Japan, but a lot lamer. 
Exactly. <laughs> or one of many things that nobody cares about in Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty yep. much. <laughs> anyway, I want to go back to crossovers. Um, since we're hating on them, I want to continue to do that. I was actually reading about the BMW X2, which yeah. as far as I can gather, I got really bored and just kind of closed out of the window. But as far as I can gather, it's kind of a new X1, and they're just going to kind of move the X1 away and call it an X2. So it, what it is, it's still based on the mini clubman or countryman, country person, I guess, politically correct. Anyway, it's, <laughs> it's based on that mini front-wheel drive platform with that B48 inline-four turbo four engine. And who cares? I, I just, I can't. I got an X1 as a loaner. I can't loaner. care. Like, three months ago, something like that. The, sure, the engine power is great, but, like, you can feel every time you get on the gas, the rear end does that front-wheel drive squat. Not only that, it's got like a 1989 Transport Pontiac shifter with like the vertical up-down button on the gear shift, and it looks like a Cavalier Auto gear shifter from the 90s. You know what that is? They phoned it in. No, you know what that is? They took a mini shift lever, and they just went ahead and put a BMW shift pattern on it and put a different boot on it, and they just left it. Yeah, they grabbed a phone call or a telephone, put it up to their ear, and they phoned it in. Because yeah, they put zero effort that into thing it at sucks. all. That is an abomination. I think any a, crossover. A trite to the name of BMW. Any crossover, I mean, for the most part, you have a higher likelihood of having a crossover be, you know, just kind of phoned in. Right. And they're, not having effort put into them. They're not for enthusiasts. They're for that 40 to well, 60. You know, the thing is, is that they, they market them towards enthusiasts because there's a BMW X1, X2, whatever the X, I don't give a shit. Um, they got one, two, three, they've four, got the, six. The Macan, the five. Stelvio, the what's the? There's, I'm sure Maserati has one. That I can't remember. Yeah, the it's the called Levant. a Levante. Yeah, the Levante. Um, I'm sure Bentley has some. You know, actually, BUC Lamborghini Q5 has version. the Urus. The Urus. I the saw Anus. one yesterday, oh, and it is not an attractive view. No, it's not. The Lamborghini Anus is terrible. It looks like a Q5 that some put like because a, it is a Q5. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> They're well, all Q5s. It's closer to a Macan, but... I yeah. hate the Q5. Yeah, I do, too. We just talked about this. <laughs> but, I mean, like, see, this is the thing. Is like, But what, can, what? can... Okay, so take the... Well, objectively, for the sake of argument, let's just say the Macan or the Stelvio are the most enthusiast-oriented crossovers. Yeah. Are they... Or can they be considered no. enthusiast vehicles? I don't think so. No, zero chance whatsoever. Because the thing is, the, the crossover is everything that an enthusiast car is not. Right. It, it's it, got ride height, so center of gravity and roll. Yeah, it's it's designed to be a people mover, but whereas a van could potentially be a driver's car. I have trouble I with just, that too. See, I love minivans, but I don't think that's correct. I think it's I said it's possible to a lesser extent, but I, I think with a crossover, because the crossover is... That comes from the SUV. Which a crossover is by nature a compromise. It is. is why that, that's I don't the thing. think it can be and an enthusiast car. Which that, I think that's what you're saying. With yeah, the that's van, what, that's exactly because the saying. van has no illusions of being something it isn't. No, a van is what it is, and an enthusiast car is what it is. It's Correct. an honest car. It's an implement is, to do funds. It, exactly. It's an implement to do something. It's utilitarian. Right. There's an art to being utilitarian, and that's how we get these beautiful. You know, cars that we have that the are crossover cars. is the damn all-season tire of vehicles. It really is. It is the it is the that. absolute all-season tire of vehicles. It is. Everyone's like, "Oh, the Stelio Quadrifoglio has got this V6 turbo." I'm like, "You know what else has that engine that isn't shitty? 
Oh yeah, the Julia. Yeah, exactly. No, you're you're entirely correct. It's yeah, crossovers are absolutely just atrocious. The closest thing to one is that an iPhone I, 10. Well, no, the closest thing to a reasonable crossover to me would be a Crosstrek or a Forester, and even those mm. are the only reason those are anywhere near close is because they're so much closer to being a car than they are being anything else. Well, right. They have aspects of them that are much more similar to a hatch or a van than they do to most of these like well, Con Stelvio the, type of things. The Crosstrek, the Crosstrek is literally just an Impreza that's raised three right. inches. That's what Europe does. Yeah. And well, the thing is, you put on Impreza coilovers, you now have a hatchback. Right. Any enthusiast that would ever buy a Crosstrek is going to lower it or raise it up super high. At which point that becomes right. either a actual hatchback or becomes now an off-road vehicle. But the only thing I could ever see that was if you took a Crosstrek and you lifted it and you put bigger tires on it. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. If you have to go off-road a bunch, that's cool. Whatever. If you're just doing it for an aesthetic, I still don't know if I can consider that an enthusiast vehicle. I, no, I'm, if you're going to lower it, buy an Impreza. That's the thing. Yeah. It's just an Impreza with some overfenders. That's it. Like if you really, really want overfenders and you really, really, really don't want to reupholster your interior with orange stitching, buy it. But it's just so stupid. I um, well, no, that's but I mean, as compared, agree. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's like I, I just think that you'd be better off buying the Impreza and just putting the orange stitching on your seats and be done with it. Just don't well, buy I'm the sure stupid the crossover. Seats for an XV bolt into an Impreza. They're literally the exact same. When I say that they have orange stitching, Plenty I mean of those get crashed. Yeah, exactly. When I say they literally just have orange stitching, that is the only difference. They had to change that because the first two years of the Crosstrek, people had a hard time figuring out what car they were inside of. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like those like um, Meguiar's like towel packages where it's got this like super doctored up version of like a Chrysler 300 Audi B6. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like what that. is this? <laughs> Not paid actors. Yeah, like that. You, you people like forgot what they were in. So yeah, it's, it's crossovers. If that's what it takes to be, if that's the coolest crossover, it's that is by default a ridiculously stupid that's automotive such a low and awkward design bar that shouldn't exist. It is a low and awkward bar. You're you're absolutely correct. It is horrible. I just there's a, I mean there's a lot of society that I don't necessarily go along with or agree with, but I think the crossover is just one of those things that circles of normies brag to each other about yeah no you're right well they, they don't care about their I, normies piss me off <laughs> anyway i i don't think these people care about their cars i no, think they're, they're just trying people. to one-up the people next to them with more features so the rat it's just it's that rat race thing it's that whole i want the commanding presence of the road well now everybody has the same presence of the road so now you have basically Woo-hoo. commanding presence communism great so as now, long as i can get the tacos inside of my car at a more efficient angle so I don't have to roll my 600-pound jelly rolls out my window. Have you ever seen the movie Wally? You know, yes, we're all we're all the humans were like that's 800 pounds. Yeah. That's what crossovers are going to become. Yeah, once they're self-driving. If you buy it's the a crossover, thing. you are taking another step down the path right. of being just bedridden. Yeah. And you should feel ashamed of yourself. They should come with a gym membership. <laughs> When you lease a crossover, it's just be like, here's a Snap Fitness membership well, you that you'll the, never use. No, no, they never will. And they'll, they'll have that on their keychain. They'll brag to their friends about being so fit, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, so, this is... All right, so... Really we're, obscure, we're, but the, not. The, we're, in, we're in a really dark 
side of the that world is, right now. That is what this podcast is about. I want to I want to bring up a lighter side. This I'm going to go okay. I'm going to go a little bit out of out of order here on our kind of schedule. Okay. But um in the Czech Republic Czechoslovakia Czech, what do they call it now? Czechoslovakia. Czechnia. 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 Thank you, Jenna. The Czech Republic, Czechoslovakia, that one, that place. The place that Germany invaded before World War II. Yes. Um, there's a company called MW, which can be pronounced as M or Megawatt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, 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 okay. They have an electric car concept that they came out with called the Luca or the Lucha. Um, okay. And... It looks it properly good. I gotta Google this. Yeah, go- Google it up real quick. Uh, it was on Jalopnik uh, that I saw it, but I'm, I'm sure because they they released it with a YouTube video. Whoa, that is super retro. Yeah, isn't that like okay? So really guys, it looks like pleasing? a late model Morgan rear end with the front end of a Triumph TR6, and then it looks like it's plopped on a TVR Cerbera chassis. And it's electric. And it's electric. That's a properly good looking this car. This thing legit looks like it's from the 1970s. Yeah. Like if it wasn't for those projector and it's headlights. it's got those JW speaker LED headlights on it. I, I really wish those headlights weren't there. But I mean like if it had just... I don't mind it because they're not the black ones. They're the True. the clear reflective type. But if you had just a normal round kind of projector bulb. Not for projector sure. but. God. That's a weird one looking of those car. Ones, that's a, I really like that car. The front end is really great looking. The side profile, I can't get behind that. The side profile, I thought that at first, and I looked at it like three or four more times before we came on mm-hmm. to you know talk about the show, and I actually, it's growing on me. And the rear end does it for With me. With larger wheels, I think it would be a lot better. I'm trying to... I think, actually, for me, I would say slightly smaller wheels, larger profile tires. Oh, for goodness sake. No, to give it more of the classic look. No, I get you. Because it, it kind of has that weird, like, not quite classic. It's a, definitely a neoclassic, thing, postmodern thing. Wow. Okay. I want to know how this... Okay. I'm just reading right now. I hopped on Autoblog because I wanted to see this thing. It says it's a 21.9 kilowatt hour nickel cobalt lithium battery. Uh, wait, it a also minute, wait, says, minute, wait a minute. One second. So their name is Megawatt, but their battery is not a megawatt? Not even close. Of course it isn't. That would weigh, like, four or 5,000 pounds minimum. Well, Probably more than why that. Why didn't they just name their, their company KW then? Because a kilowatt is a measure of power, not of power storage. That's a kilowatt, kilowatt hour. hour. If it was a megawatt hour, that would be insane. That would be really cool. But this is saying 186 miles of driving range on a battery smaller than the one in my Fiat 500e, which gets about half of that. So this thing must weigh nothing. But it's it also from the... claims Czech it's 1,800 pounds, so maybe. It also, also means it's really unsafe. Because so. the battery in that thing weighs 700 pounds. So that's an 1,100-pound car. That sounds really fun. It actually does sound like a lot of fun. So it if it's like, rear-wheel drive, hey. It says yeah. it has, oh, it's all-wheel drive, four 12.5 okay kilowatt motors, so it is not fast. Oh. Total of 66 horsepower. Of course, it's also a concept right now. So Leisurely 9.6 seconds to 60, top speed of 90, faster than the Fiat. You know what they made? What? That's literally an old European sports car. Yeah, pretty much. If I they, it's fun, if and they that's just probably made why that it's efficient. Rear, if they just made that rear-wheel drive... With that much power, you would have... It would have 33 horsepower if it was rear-wheel drive. Well, you know, different in, different motors in the back. Okay. But, I mean, if that was just rear-wheel drive and had the same amount of power... Yeah. That would be a really cool experience. It would. That'd be, like, that would be one of those cars that brings pe- more people over to the electric car side. You say that, but... 
Maybe in other countries. Maybe in the Czechoslovakia or whatever they're calling it. Czechoslovakia. The, the Czechoslovakia. Not here. Yeah. Hybrid plug-in minivans. Oh, man, that beer is really good. <laughs> is that great beer? <laughs> I kind of want to come back to good. that after this. And yeah, we're going to an come An electric back to crossover or something, honestly, is what's going to move units, but I don't want one of those because that's like a model. I'm not talking about moving units because the, the issue is, all right, so no, we'll move units. That's fine. Like, electric cars will sell. That's just a fact of life. I understand. Things but get cheaper and better every year. There's this whole thing where people have this idea that once electric cars take over, that that will be the end of you know, motoring and the end of the gearhead, which is patently false because they said that when fuel injection became a thing. Mm-hmm. And I can promise you there is some dude with a old Duesenberg that said that when the downdraft carburetor was introduced. It's something that's as old as time. People have always been saying, this is I the end of motoring. for the pre-war vehicle <laughs> reference. I truly was. It is going to happen. I know. Anyway, no, I, I have an EV. I love it. It's great. There, honestly, that is the future of, of... I'm not getting rid of my V12 six-speed. No, God, no, no, no. By no means. <laughs> but I do like the EV. No, they're really... They can coexist just fine. I think that there's a perfect coexistence. And a lot of people that say that... Gap Evos with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, a lot of people would say, like, all oh, EVs are... I'll never own one because I need the noise. Well, you'll get they a noise. They make noise. They do make a very cool noise. Yeah. It sounds like a gigantic RC car, which I am entirely okay with. Yep. And you get, like, the tire pain noise with, like, almost nothing else, which is an interesting... It's a great noise. Yeah, have you great. Well, have you seen the Tesla Honda, the guy that took an 81 Accord and made a gasser on a Tesla... You from your face that you're making, you've not lo- seen that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Go on Speed Hunters. <laughs> I'm not doing it right now, uh, but... and uh, we'll talk about it next. We'll episode. talk about. <laughs> let's talk about it with Balto. I th- yeah, because Balto, when he comes on, he's a huge uh, EV nerd. So well, he's just a nerd, but I mean, like, I mean that in the kindest It'll way be... possible. <laughs> yeah, keep keep your eyes. Yeah, sorry, ears peeled. Whatever you want for uh, episode five coming midweek, that'll be with Balto. But I'll add it to the uh, the notes right here, so we do make sure to talk about it. So this beer, yeah, this beer is it's really good. I'm glad absolutely. we picked this one. So it's called. We should probably put the other crawler in the fridge. Yes, I will do that after this episode. Um, Looks like Jana's willing to do that for us. Oh, one second. Uh, this is something that normally Corey would do, but he does not have legs at the moment. So yeah, Corey. Thank you, is, Jana. This is why I brought my girlfriend, because Corey is crippled. I was trying to turn the microphone up enough so we could hear the beer hitting the fridge, <laughs> and I think I think I did succeed yes, in that. Yes, you did. Excellent. Back down it goes. <laughs> but yeah, the, the beer we have is called Dwarkinator. It is by Fair State Brewing Co-op. Um, out of Northeast, right? Uh, northeast Minneapolis. They're right in the corner of Central and Lowry, so right nice. by Holy Land. Super good. That place has bomb breakfast burritos i'm sure they do but uh i think we should just start a separate podcast about food yeah we'll do that but okay food cult carb carb back to carb stuff carb cult the beer is good (laughs) carb cult i like it (laughs) wow after how much actually you know what we should do that because i'm paying for the hosting now for this podcast anyway and it's unlimited so we can do whatever we want just do a (laughs) we've got the equipment carb cult have a hot (laughs) cult let's have one of our video games called pixel cult actually that was originally my idea like if i wait with the whole motor cult name i will help (laughs) produce it but i uh the only video game i play is diablo 2 so that's fine 
Corey's now he's a gamer, but now he's crippled, so he's gonna be more of a gamer. So well, yeah, he's got those stump legs, so he's yeah, never so he's find not gonna love. he's never gonna do anything. He just right. play video games all the time and get really fat. Exactly. Well, I mean, fatter than he already is. Anyway, segueing <laughs> back again, I'm gonna talk about this because I, I was preparing show notes for today and I came across a couple other more national stories I kind of want to talk on. Um, do you remember like two years ago uh, when the the facelift of the aluminum F150 came out? So they updated, yes. they replaced the 3.5 EcoBoost, and they brought us the I remember the that, yes. 10R90 or whatever, 10-speed yeah. hydromatic, not hydromatic, that's GM. Yeah, I, I saw one that was, just when that happened, had a big Tonka truck right. livery on it. it so the 10-speed was co-developed by Ford and Chevy. They share the same 10-speed. Oh, perfect. What could go wrong? Anyway, yeah. I was waiting for something to go wrong with this. <laughs> Guess what? I just something found something that is now a recall, affecting 350,000 units. Perfect. Right. Yep. So it's actually a pretty minor failure. It's just a little clip that holds the shift cable to the side of the transmission. But that could be a pretty big deal, depending on. But yeah, it's like 278,000 10-speed autos in F-Series trucks. And then it's actually on a couple of the six-speed trucks in the HDs, too. But I just I I wanted to point it out. Because I, <laughs> I want when something that is just so idiotic like a 10-speed automatic finally yes. has an issue I just want... use a cvt at that point like <laughs> i just they can't handle the power i don't think you can make a cvt that can handle that power well i don't know how many elements are in a, a band or how many uh anyway we'll, we'll maybe do a a section of cvt belts and how they work because it's actually kind of interesting but I, I feel like a cvt would be able to handle the power i don't know i mean the belts are made of steel elements so they can take a lot of power but not reliably not they're not gonna be able to dissipate the heat it's kind of like a rotary in that sense where they really don't have a mechanism to dissipate heat. So anyway, that's a huge digression, but I was super happy to see that the Ford 10-speed <laughs> was recalled for something. Um, <laughs> and since you've gone out of order, we don't have to talk about the uh, Czech EV. Yeah, because we just talked about that. <laughs> right. I, I say we go to the, uh, the cruise. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you talk about this? So I guess um, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about this, but I, it, so I remember I did read a story about it about a Chevy Cruze self-driving car getting a ticket. It's actually a Bolt manu or not, not manufactured, but operated by a company called Cruze. Oh, in California, it's that's really annoying. that's really confusing. It Why is. don't they use Chevy Cruises? I don't know. Probably because EV stuff. Cruise but cruise. anyway, you have the Chevy Cruze Cruise uh, right now. The Chevy Cruze <laughs> by Cruze for the love of God. <laughs> You know what? Screw you. I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> Please. So it's a Chevy Bolt. Yeah, they, these are all over the place. Right now, the legislation still dictates if you're in a self-driving car in the state of California, there has to be uh, a human behind the wheel. So the uh, the time of this citation, the Chevy Bolt was under its own autonomous control, and it was going through an intersection making a right turn, okay. and it was yielding to a pedestrian crossing the road basically parallel to its prior trajectory and you know you get the idea yeah anyway the cop pulled over this car because he said it was uncomfortably close to the pedestrian and the part of this that i really relish is i really hate cops so i love it when there's irrefutable data captured by like hundreds of sensors saying that that is just not true <laughs> And that is what this story is, because they pulled the data from, like, the LIDAR and the radar, and so, they said, and I quote, it was 10.8 feet from the pedestrian. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, yes, that you is take that hilarious. ticket back. Um, all right, so my mental picture here is a police officer 
on a bike on a, on a motorcycle and he's issuing a ticket to a Chevy Bolt and he walks up to the window and inside the window is the driver from the Johnny Cab. I was just about to say, you better be about to say Johnny Cab. (laughs) He's just, have a nice day. He's sitting there looking like Don Knotts and just absolutely (laughs) pissed off. And he's like, like how I was that close. I was 10.8 feet away. (laughs) Care to revisit the footage, shall we? Oh my God. But anyway, no, it's, that was made a, a bit of a dramatization, but yeah. That was, I, I think the ticket is still, they have yet to get it off record, but it, it made national news. That's absolutely And I think hilarious. a lot of EVs, or not EV, uh, self-driving stuff will after the Uber smatter of the first week. But yeah, that was something. That's more of just a hilarious story. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, remember in our first episode, we spoke about that uh, teenager in Buffalo, Minneapolis that drove her car through the front door you know, of the I DMV? You know, I do actually remember that. Apparently, another one did that. Not, Not in, in Buffalo, Buffalo, Minneapolis. No, this was this like, a Prius? Uh, I, I think it was at one point, but it was, I think it was in Cincinnati. Yeah, I and think I saw the video on this where they literally the backed into the car. Yeah. Like a week and a half, or it was like a month later. It was Corey so actually sent me the link to this, and I'm like, is this a follow-up story for the Buffalo Minneapolis? <laughs> I thought too. No, it was a And I saw different it was a person. different car. <laughs> like, what? I like What I did is I is scrolled through and I looked thing? for the ages, is and it said like 44-year-old instructor. I'm like, ah, it's not the same person. Is So I wonder if this is the new thing. Is there like now the DMV challenge? Like you had like the Tide Pod challenge, and then you had like what the, I can't remember what the one, the which one? The condom snorting uh, challenge, and now <laughs> it's and now it's the drive your car through the front what door is the DMV. Snorting? They, ta- they take a, a condom and they like, which is what you know like a, a condom a prophylactic oh, okay. condom like and a, a dick they, like, put a, di- it a cock up sock their yeah nose? why I don't I don't know I, don't I just know. briefly heard it on like I had the I had <laughs> the NPR so on oh. While I was doing like some research for geology, and As I heard does. condoms and nose in the same sentence. I would be intrigued sentence. at that point like, as well. What? And they're like, "We don't encourage snorting condoms." Is this like cheesing with cats? I, What's cheesing? I don't, I don't know what with it is. South Park episode. I can't do. I, I, I can't okay, well, cheesing. It's. I'll sum it up real quick. They were taking cats in heat, basically putting them on specially designed stands and then putting like an assertive male cat in front of them and getting the concentrated territorial urine in their face and getting super lit off of it. <laughs> That's what cheesing was. But condom snorting, I think, is the actual like real world version. Yeah, that is, like, that is real wow. world. Wow. But no, now, now, the, now the new thing is going to be the DMV challenge where you drive your car as fast as you can through the front door of the DMV. They should just start putting <laughs> ATMs in the DMVs and then people can like try to get a twofer. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I'm going to back into it, chant it up, and yank this bitch <laughs> home. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that that is... Oh, my word. <laughs> that's, that is, those are the ridiculous stories of this week. Yeah. Um, in terms of Project Car News, do you have any updates? Well, I didn't put it in the show notes just because not really. I mean, I've got parts on order for this and that all over the place, but I'm getting solar panels installed on my house pretty soon, so I'm trying to keep expenditures to a minimum. Okay. I did help a friend of mine buy a, a one series over the last week, and that's going to need, I'm sure, some work. So stay tuned on the Oval Bore channel for actual Project Car videos, as always, from me. 
I don't know if Ryan has set one up yet. I uh, don't have a, any Oval War videos yet. Um, well, of course not. That's my channel. I, well, and you, I mean, sorry, YouTube. Well, I have, I have yet, plenty but... for our subscribers until you choose to do oh, so. Thank you. Of course. Um, yeah, I'm still waiting to get my engine for my Cressa because I'm pretty excited. Minnesota just Minnesotaed me. Yeah, this is like the uh, the weather equivalent of Rick Rick rolling. Yeah, no, really, it is. Because, all right, so the first day I was going to get the car, I was going to get on a Sunday. We've known each other. Okay, so. I, <laughs> you guys are all bastards. So I was trying to rickroll you. It didn't work. I, I've had, uh, I tried to get this car on a Sunday originally, and it was snowing, and I was going to do it on Monday, and it was snowing again. And then Tuesday was the day where my roommate, actually, who has a truck, was available. And then because of me shoveling all the snow. Because of me shoveling Sorry, all the snow, I now got a cold. So all week I was laid up. So is this why you didn't go to Cars and Coffee to get pneumonia? It, yeah, because I already had pneumonia. I've, I've already died. And this is, is pneumonia based on like air or something? Because I feel like the root word pne is like I think the it's French word in the lungs, for tire. isn't it? Well, it is, but like, what? why is it like pneumatic? Like new. You know what I mean? We have, we have our research department of Corey and Jana. Let me turn up, up the right uh, the peanut gallery microphone I, I think in case she finds something it, here. It might be a little while yet. I think so. I spelled it wrong, but Uh-oh. I'm going on the Mayo Clinic. You're not going on WebMD? No, fuck WebMD. WebMD? But it's, I want it to tell me that I have either. Okay, I'll, I'll do both. But Okay, well, let us know when you. Oh. The overview of pneumonia is that it's an infection that inflames the air sacs in one or both the lungs. So that would explain the pneumatic. Aren't air? Wait, aren't lungs air sacs? Yes. No, yeah, but within but the like lungs, within there's the small s- sacs. Yeah, air sacs filled with air sacs. I don't even know how to feel about this. Yo, we heard you like air sacs, so we put some air sacs in your air sacs. That's Cause basically how it works. I think lungs were designed by exhibit calling it's, it right it now. It's caused <laughs> by germs like bacteria, like Mr. Yuck, fungi, and viruses. Hmm. Anyway, I guess that's a bit of a digression, but that's well, my Well, on that bombshell. Yeah, okay. Well, let's, you know what, we, we're a few minutes early, but we can call it um, just because we're probably going to have a longer stint with Dan. Yeah, when he when he gets here, he's a little hung up in traffic. and No worries. We still have some tacos to eat and finish off this beer, so. Precisely. All righty. Well, that, that works for me. Let me close out the notes here, and uh, I'll get this published as soon as I can. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back with you probably Wednesday or Thursday of this week uh, for our episode with our first guest i'm Dan very Balto excited mncec thanks guys stay All tuned right. thanks ryan talk to you later bye yep. bye talk to you later bye yep. bye